Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to your Vibrant Life Podcast. My name is Haley and my mission is to help busy, burnt out individuals increase their energy naturally and discover how good their bodies are designed to feel. If you're struggling with digestion, body image, or fatigue, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be providing you with the simple and effective strategies that me and my clients use to feel vibrant every day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to your Vibrant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Haley, and I am so excited to be here today. We are going to be talking about something that I feel is incredibly important, especially at the start of a fitness journey, maybe even so at the start of the year when we set New Year's resolutions or goals for ourselves, but also at the start of the week and even in the morning when we wake up and we tell ourselves that we're going to crush the day. So today's conversation is going to be around overcoming excuses. And I have kind of like a three-part plan to help you overcome excuses and to maintain momentum on your fitness journey and not just momentum, but to maintain your results long-term. And one of the biggest things at Health Pillars with our coaches is that we want to provide you like lifetime value lifetime knowledge that's going to allow you to maintain the results from your program long-term. And I think one of the biggest mindset hacks that we can help you with as coaches is helping you to overcome excuses. Like I said, I'm going to break this up into three parts and make it nice and easy for you to digest. Before I get into today's episode though, I just wanted to let you guys know that we have a new checklist for you. So it's called the gut health hormone and fat loss checklist. And if you are struggling with your gut health, maybe your hormones are out of balance, really struggling to lose weight, and you don't really know where to start, I've put together a three-part checklist that actually connects gut health to hormones and hormones to fat loss. And so there is going to be a hierarchy or priority when it comes to improving your gut health and managing your hormones, balancing your hormones, and losing weight as a result of having your gut health and hormones in check and well-balanced. And so if you want a copy of that checklist, You can have it absolutely free. Just drop into my DMs on Instagram or Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, Haley Vera, or you can find me on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is at signs. You can search me up health pillars with the underscore. So if you want a free copy of the gut health hormone and fat loss checklist, just drop into my DMs and say checklist, and I will send you over a free copy. And you can take a look at the step-by-step approach to improving your gut health. As I said, as I mentioned, these things are all connected. So our gut health is going to influence our hormones and our hormones are going to influence our ability to lose weight and keep it off. All right. So let's get into today's episode on overcoming excuses. I think that the beginning of like every fitness journey starts with a little bit of maybe there's like a bit of apprehension there or nervousness, but there's almost always this feeling of like excitement, you know, ready for change, really looking forward to the results. And that excitement really stimulates us and kind of emulates that feeling of motivation where we have the drive to get up 
early, set our alarms for 5.30 or 6 a.m. and get our butts to the gym before we have to go to work. It really sparks our motivation to stop at the grocery store on the way home and uh, look for nutrient-dense foods that are going to help us with our fat loss goals. But it seems pretty convenient that an abundance of excuses will surface almost immediately. Now, I kind of see this happening on multiple different cycles. So like there's like a macro cycle, there's a meso cycle, and then there's a micro cycle. I'm using these terms, macro, meso, micro. We also use them in terms of like training cycles when we're looking at the bigger picture of athletes. But looking at this from the perspective of success throughout the year, the macro cycle is the beginning of the year. We're setting our goals. A lot of times people will set, you know, intentions or resolutions for the year. And that's kind of like the meso cycle. Then we have the more like the macro cycle where we are going to set our goals for the week. And we have this intention on Monday morning that we're going to wake up and crush our workouts every day. And maybe it's hit our macros. Maybe it's just to get a certain amount of steps in. But as the week goes on, that motivation again starts to dwindle, And we end up at the end of the week, instead of heading out for that walk after work, sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. And then we see the microcycle. And the microcycle is on a daily basis where we wake up and it's like, okay, I'm going to start my day off well. I'm going to, you know, crush a workout in the morning. And then by the time we hit that mid-afternoon slump and our energy is starting to come down, that's where we start to see those goals that we've set ourselves for the day. Those start to kind of slip off and we start to make excuses as to why we're not going to be able to achieve our goals or go for that walk. Maybe it's raining outside. And so I just wanted to kind of mention that we do see these in different cycles, like the meso cycle, the year, the annual cycle, the macro cycle, looking at it from like a weekly basis where Monday morning we have all this motivation and drive. And then by the time Friday rolls around, we kind of end up pushing the fuck it button. And then we have the, the daily cycle, the little cycle, the micro cycle of waking up motivated and feeling kind of blah by the end of the day. And then we hit the drive through or sit on the couch and watch Netflix instead of maybe going for that walk or getting to the gym. So excuses come in all shapes and sizes. And I want to talk a little bit about excuses today and kind of taking a deeper look at the locus of control. So this is the first step into overcoming excuses. So I'm sure we've all said to ourselves at some point, well, I'm just too tired to go to the gym. That's my excuse this morning. So I'm going to hit snooze. I'm just too tired or too busy. I'm too busy today to make dinner. So I'm just going to order, skip the dishes. How many of us have said that to ourselves? And if you have, it's okay. Give yourself a head nod because I'm right here with you guys. I'm in the trenches with you. How about this one? I was going to go for a walk, but it's raining outside, right? How many times have we told ourselves that we're going to do something and then we end up like breaking that promise or making an excuse. And the truth is, you guys, that in the moment, those excuses are going to feel so true and so valid. And you're going to seek the evidence to support that excuse everywhere you look. The truth is, excuses are ultimately a human defense mechanism. Excuses are there to protect us from feeling bad about our shortcomings. But it's honestly, it's not the excuses that hurt. It's not the excuses that do damage. It's the broken promises. It's when we tell ourselves that we're going to do something and then we fail to follow through. It's also the disappointment around the lack of change that we're seeking. So say, for example, your goal is to lose 10 pounds because you're uncomfortable and you're lacking self-confidence. Every time you break those promises, you feel disappointed because you're looking forward to that change. You're looking forward to the transformation, but when it's not happening, 
that really negatively impacts our mindset and can put us on a slippery slope or a downward spiral. I feel that I should do a podcast on the emotional spiral because it's it's really powerful. So maybe I'll put notes here that that should be the next podcast that we have a bit of a chat about. So feeling frustrated and unhappy with ourselves, we often end up retreating back into what's comfortable and what's easy. And it's really easy to stay in our comfort zone. But the truth is that we're the happiest when we experience growth. So how are we going to break through these carefully designed walls, these walls that are meant to protect us from our self-image of our comfort zone, right? And excuses are ultimately there to protect us, right? And to protect us. And a lot of times they're there to prevent change because change itself is uncomfortable. Let's take a look at locus of control though. So this is this first step, the very first step to overcoming excuses. So the internal locus of control, there's two. There's the internal and then there is the external. So the internal locus of control is believing that you're responsible for your success. People with an internal locus of control believe that they are the driving force that either allows them to be successful or determines their failure. People with an external locus of control, on the other hand, believe that external forces like luck or good genes or the weather is going to determine their outcome. First step to breaking through this barrier is to examine how much of your life that you view as being in your control. Now, for example, say you get started on a, on a weight loss journey and you hear yourself saying that you can't lose weight because something external outside of you is preventing you from losing that weight. I have bad genes. You're blaming it on something out of your control. I have bad genes. Now that's not within your control to necessarily change your genes. Now, if we start to look a little bit deeper into the human genome, we can understand that we can turn on and off genes with lifestyle and diet, but that's a whole other conversation, you guys. So you might also hear yourself saying things like, my partner, my boyfriend loves ordering skip the dishes on the weekend. And so I can't maintain my diet over the weekend. So in that sense, you're shifting the blame to either something external or handing your life over to fate. So something external, someone external like your boyfriend or handing your life over to fate. I, my kids are, you know, take up all of my time. So I have no time to work out. You're now blaming that to someone, something, your kids external to yourself. An external locus protects your self-image and it feels good because it's easy to make those justifications and to stay exactly where you are. An internal locus of control though, is the extent to which you're going to assume responsibility for your actions. Having an internal locus of control means that you believe your choices and actions are going to determine your results. So the person that has the internal locus of control isn't going to blame their genes. They're going to decide internally that if they work hard, that they're going to be able to achieve their body composition goals. The person with the internal locus of control is going to understand that their partner loves ordering skip the dishes, and they're going to either make one of two choices. They're going to have the conversation with their partner of, hey, I would really love to spend time with you on Friday evenings. And can we have this conversation that I don't really enjoy ordering skip the dishes because it's not supportive of my weight loss goals. So they're going to have that tough conversation that helps them to, to move forward, or they're going to have the conversation with themselves where they say, my partner loves ordering skip the dishes. I'm going to choose a healthy option, or I'm going to choose not to order, skip the dishes and to make myself a meal instead. So that's the internal locus of control on a very simplified level, you guys, because this happens on a very wide spectrum. And like I said, excuses come in all shapes and sizes. 
And they all seem super valid and super true in the moment. You have convinced yourself actually that they are true. And that has become a part of your belief system. And so the first step here, you guys, is considering the internal and external locus of control. Honestly, it's not about changing it immediately. Like you can't just look at your locus of control and go, oh shit, everything that I talk about is external. Like I'm blaming everything and everyone around me for why I'm stuck and why I can't lose weight or why my gut health sucks or why my home runs are out of balance. And so if you notice that you have that sense of blame, it's not about immediately fully taking responsibility for everything because that's going to be a very tough shift to make. It's like trying to go from planet earth to planet Pluto. Like you could just can't jump there. So we just have to take the next step of becoming aware of those thoughts and being becoming aware of that negative self-talk where we're placing blame or negative external talk. It's like you're blaming other people or other things in your life for the results that you have. So the truth is, you guys, that becoming successful and not just successful short-term, say, for example, a 16-week program, if you want true lifetime value from your fitness journey and you want those results of losing the 15, 20 pounds or having good balanced hormones, if you want that to last you a lifetime, it's, it's honestly about positioning yourself to an internal locus of control. With an internal locus of control, you're more likely to take responsibility for your actions. You tend to be less influenced by the opinions of other people. Like you don't really care if someone cares that you're drinking bubbly instead of tequila at the party. That's really important. It often also allows us to be better at tasks, especially when we're able to work at our own pace. So, you know, especially, you know, when it comes to like our workouts and things like that with our internal locus of control, we're not looking at other people's physiques and comparing ourselves or blaming our bad genes. We're just kind of like working at our own pace and and working towards our own sense of success because of that internal locus of control. With an internal locus of control, we tend to also work harder because we believe that if we work harder, we're more successful. We also tend to feel happier, more independent and confident. Lastly, you guys, with an internal locus of control, we have a better sense, a stronger sense of self-efficacy and self-efficacy is step two. And I'll get there in just a second. Your external locus of control, you guys, if this is a place that you're operating from, oftentimes you're blaming other people or other circumstances, the pandemic for the 20 pounds of weight that you gained or your partner for not helping you with your fitness goals on the weekends. And you'll often credit things to chance or luck or fate or genes rather than your own you know, personal determination. You often believe that you cannot change your situation through your own efforts, and you'll often feel hopeless and powerless in those situations as well. So let's talk about self-efficacy because this is the next step. Once you have positioned yourself with an internal locus of control, and this isn't going to happen overnight, it takes time, it takes self-awareness. And so, you know, we're probably jumping like six to 12 months of work here in determining that or positioning ourselves with an internal locus of control and operating, like actually operating from that place out of habit. Then, you know, we're looking at this next step, which is the self-efficacy and self-efficacy plays a role, not in only how you feel about yourself, but whether or not you feel that you can be successful. So have you ever told yourself like, you know, you're not capable or you're not good enough to achieve something because you tried in the past and it didn't work for you. This happens all the time where, you know, I'll talk to someone that's, you know, interested in the program and they'll say, well, I've tried everything. I've tried keto. I've tried intermittent fasting. I've tried, you know, I've done tons of cardio. I've done this X, Y, Z. I've done Weight Watchers and nothing worked for me. So self-efficacy is understanding that you're not necessarily the problem, right? It's likely that it was your strategy. 
And so the problem isn't necessarily you. It could be your strategy. But now you have all of these excuses stacked up, all these belief systems that you've created around weight loss or around, you know, balanced hormones, or maybe it's around building muscle that's preventing you from getting started. So self-efficacy is where we want to focus here. Self-efficacy incorporates our past experience, observing how others have achieved the results that you want. And then it also includes the emotional cues that are related to those actions or tasks that we need to carry out. For example, you've lost weight before by making changes to your diet and to your lifestyle. So with that, your past experience is working for you. But if you lost weight and gained it back again, you might believe that diets don't work right? And that is your past experiences. Observing others, maybe you're seeing other people at the gym or maybe online, you see someone who has an awesome transformation, they're crushing their workouts, changing their bodies. And so this, you know, self-efficacy is being able to witness other people and see that if they're doing something that you're going to be able to do that too. And this comes from that internal locus of control with the external locus of control. You'll see people at the gym and you'll assume that they have more time or better genes, or they don't have kids. And you'll make up excuses for why you can't have what they have. That's why this internal locus of control has to come first. The emotional cues, you guys, are paying attention to the subjective measures of success, those feelings of pride and reward that we have when we are successful. And that's why at Health Pillars, we're really, really focused on celebrating wins every single week, because that helps us to develop the sense of self-efficacy that's so important to help us overcome excuses. So our sense of self-efficacy is really working for us because it enables us to believe that our efforts are worthwhile. And that is going to make it less likely for you to listen to the excuses and justifications that pop up. So how are you going to increase your sense of self-efficacy? I'll give you a few tips here. So first tip is going to be to start small. Instead of attempting to drastically change your entire diet, maybe just start with drinking more water, right? So little, little things that can make a big difference. Next thing is going to be to stack success. So once you've successfully achieved a habit, like increasing your water intake, and that becomes a habit for you, then you're going to pick another achievable goal. So maybe you're measuring your goal right now and you're getting 5,000 steps a day, start aiming for six. And that little success is going to feel really good and help to increase your sense of self-efficacy. Number three, or the next tip is going to be just to reflect on your past success. And if it's not something that you previously accomplished, then it's really important to be able to visualize yourself and create a vision for yourself in the future. Just a reminder here as well, remember that progress isn't linear. So life is going to give you lots of reasons to look for the excuses, but if you're positioning yourself in the position of internal locus of control, and you're working on developing your sense of self-efficacy by really focusing on the small little changes, stacking your success and stacking your habits and either reflecting on past success or focusing on your vision and focusing on your vision could mean writing down self positive self-affirmations, journaling, gratitudes, literally visualizing yourself having lost that 20 pounds or visualizing yourself having energy and feeling balanced. Now, the next step that we're going to take, you know, after we have determined that sense of self-efficacy is going to be to work towards establishing smart goals. So we first have to shift that internal locus of control. Then we have to work on increasing our sense of self-efficacy Self-efficacy, I really feel like, you know, kind of aligns with self-trust. And so actually following through with the things that you say you're going to do, stop breaking promises with yourself. If you say you're going to wake up at five, stop hitting snooze until six and just get out of bed because that'll help to increase your sense of self-efficacy as well. Then it's time to really start working on establishing your goals because 
if you set goals and you have an external locus of control, you're going to run into all of these external obstacles that are going to stop you from reaching your goals. And if you start setting goals and you haven't increased your sense of self-efficacy, you're not going to believe or trust yourself that you're capable of actually achieving the goals. So first, internal locus of control. Second, self-efficacy, which helps us to have that sense of, yes, I can do this, and then establish your goals. So SMART goals, guys, it's such a well-known acronym. It's you know something that we probably all learned in school, but I'm going to reiterate it for you or you know chat about it a little bit with you here. So specific, measurable, attainable, and achievable relevant and realistic and time sensitive. So I've given it two A's and two R's because I didn't really like just the one A or the one R. So smart, specific, measurable, attainable and achievable, relevant and realistic and time sensitive. So we have, we have with my acronym, we have smart goals, couple A's, couple R's in there. So being specific is being super clear on what it is that you want. Don't just say you want to be healthy. That's vague. Why is health important to you? What does that mean to you? Be super specific and connect that specific goal to your values. Measurable is the next one. Super important that you're measuring your success. So maybe it's improving markers on your blood work. If it's a weight loss goal, I do not advise using the scale as your only measure of progress. I would want that measure to come from maybe inches lost because the scale can be super deceiving. And that's something I've talked about before. Attainable. You must also believe that your goal is achievable and attainable. If the goal is too big for yourself, you're less likely to have that sense of self-efficacy and you're more likely to look for the excuses external to you. Number four here, you guys, is our R. So realistic is really important. So realistic and relevant. So you are the only one that can determine how substantial your goals are. Don't be afraid to set the bar high, but make sure that there is a realistic chance that you're going to get that desirable result. And the last one here in our SMART acronym is time sensitive. So making sure your timeline is realistic, it encourages you to get moving. If you set a goal that you could achieve in three months, for six months, you're going to spend more time making excuses and procrastinating and less time in action. So goal setting is a super important part of overcoming your excuses, but we first need to establish our internal locus of control and increase our sense of self-efficacy. All right, let's do a little bit of a recap here, you guys. And just a reminder, if you haven't already sent me a DM, get in there, send me a DM, send me a message that says checklist, and I will send you a free copy of our gut health hormone and fat loss checklist. So just as a little recap, just understanding that we have these cycles that we go through with the macro cycle, the meso cycle, the macro cycle, and the micro cycle in our lives. And in order to prevent ourselves from running into these excuses and uh, being derailed on our fitness journey, it's really important that we first start to establish our sense of locus of control. And then it's important to really work on your self-trust, your self-efficacy, having that strong sense of ability and setting smart goals would be the third step. Once you've established the internal locus of control, really determined a strong sense of self-efficacy, then it's easier for us to move through goal setting and to work through the obstacles that we may be facing along the way. All right. I hope this was helpful for you guys today. I hope that this resonated with you and then hit home and give yourself a silent little head nod, whether you're listening in the car or walking on the treadmill, give me a little head nod. And we know that this you know, hit home. And if you want to send me a message, I always love to hear from you as well. If you have an idea for a podcast or there's something you really want me to talk about, or you have questions for me, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm more than happy to chat 
And uh, yeah, thank you so much for showing up and lending me your ears. And I look forward to catching you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Your Vibrant Life Podcast. I had so much fun and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to catch your weekly dose of health and wellness. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing you can do to support the show is to share this episode with someone who could benefit or leave a review. If you'd like to find out more about the online programs and services available at Health Pillars, go to healthpillars.ca and click Let's Work Together to fill out an application. I'd love to help you create your vibrant life. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.